Future Hall of Famers podcast. I am Future Hall of Famer Christian Duran, comedian extraordinaire. <clears throat> I'm here by myself today. Uh, had shows all weekend, going on vacation tomorrow, flying to the lovely country of Mexico, going to jump over that wall. And uh, I just didn't have time to get a guest. So I figured instead of not doing a podcast at all, I thought, you know what, maybe do, since it is the Future Hall of Famers podcast, why not do a director's commentary episode and actually talk about the show that this podcast is takes its namesake from? Uh, Future Hall of Famers started when I really just wanted to do something. I was doing stand-up, and I said to myself, I kind of want just some other way to express comedy or do comedy. And I thought, everybody's doing a podcast, everybody does this. Coincidentally enough, I ended up just doing a podcast as well. But I thought, I I just kind of wanted to do something a little different. So I said to myself, like, well, what do I like? I I, I don't really like uh, shooting stuff, just being in a, uh, you know, on a set and having to coordinate so many people um, and just hoping you get footage, hoping it turns out okay. I kind of wanted more. Um, more authority over it, more, um, you know, control over it. And I said, well, what about like a cartoon? A cartoon is something I could just do myself. And if I wanted to ask people, it's a really, really easy ask. I can just ask them to come in in their, you know, goddamn pajamas and record some stuff. And it's not, it's not a huge time suck in terms of asking other people to do stuff. So I figured maybe I can do that. I've got funny friends. I know people who I would want to be in it if they'd want to do it. It was just in the back of my head. It wasn't really like a plan or anything to do. And then I was just kind of browsing the internet one day and, um, I saw this thing on DeviantArt, uh, this website, DeviantArt. And it just like going through it. And I saw this art, I think it was like Captain America or something that this guy had drawn named Chris Smith. And I saw it and I was like, man, that looks so good. And I looked through his other um, des- designs and artwork and it was a lot of Transformers stuff. It was a lot of like you know, superhero stuff, but they all look really cool. I don't know. I didn't even know how to classify the style. It was more like, um, it was almost like kind of Bruce Tim meets like the new Scooby-Doo or something. It just really, I just thought it looked really good and it really spoke to me. I saw he was doing commissions and I thought, well, I mean, the whole time I was like, if I was going to do a cartoon show, it would just be me, obviously, because if uh, it would be me and, you know, people I would want to have in the show and I would want to look like myself just because if somebody watches the show, they like me, they may want to come see me do a stand up and it would just be about something about me. I didn't really know exactly what it would be. I didn't know it would end up being like a superhero type show. And uh, I asked Chris to do a commission of me, just a picture. And, you know, he was gracious enough. And it's so funny because he said, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not really great at doing people, but I give it a shot. And, you know, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, sorry. I, I remember I sent it off and then he sent it back a while later and I got it and it looked great. It looked it was better than I could hope for. And I said to myself, if I can get this guy to con- continue to work on this and like help me with this character art, I know I can do this. Um, so I kind of just did it. I went on YouTube and looked up um, how to make your own cartoon series. And then 
uh, I just went from there and got the Adobe After Effects, Illustrator, everything I needed to kind of make it and just made it. I just wanted to make it. I got my friends involved. Um, you know, obviously Jordan, Callis, Brett, uh, Whitmer, Hamilton, Andre. Um, I mean, I always had a plan for this to be kind of like a, a six episode thing. And, um, there was a big story arc that was going to be involved. I just had snippets of ideas and I knew there was going to be kind of a big bad, um, in it that we would probably, that would more than likely get revealed at the end of the season, which is still coming. Uh, it's still being worked on. It's taken on a little more of a new life, but I'm really excited to see where this thing goes. Um, but anyway, yeah, and, and it exists. And if you like it, I'm forever grateful for you. I hope you do enjoy it. Uh, if you're listening to this, I hope you've seen it already. I'm going to be talking about the first and second episodes. If you want to follow along, you can go to YouTube. The first episode, there's two on the YouTube page. There's one, which is the original episode that I um, released. And the other one is the one we'll be uh going along with today is the Supercut. So Future Hall of Famers number one, Sorry Not Sorry Supercut, which includes the theme song, which is something I'm going to be talking about because that was kind of its own thing. But yeah, so if you want to follow along, I'm going to get started. I took down some notes. I already watched it once just to remind myself of what actually happens in this thing, even though I've probably watched it a million times just because of making something. You watch it over and over and over but uh hopefully this is kind of informative to you if you enjoy it let me know if you don't i don't know keep it to yourself all right i'm gonna hit play on this and we're gonna head off so in five seconds i'll let you get caught up in five four three two one hit play first thing you see is obviously the warning uh Eh, it's a warning against people who write blogs on stuff because this show gets to a place that might be a little racy for sorry getting the call uh for people who kind of it might be upsetting to people who have limits on the kind of comedy they uh enjoy which is fine if you don't like if you don't like a kind of comedy which sort of goes on the edge or uses words you don't like that's totally fine but it's also one of those things. It's like you don't have to stop it. Um, it's like going. In, it's like having a peanut allergy and trying to boycott the Reese's factory. It's just like it's just not for you. You don't have to enjoy. It. Other people enjoy it. Just let them have it. Um, but I just wanted to. I also did want to let people know. It's kind of fair to say that like this is gonna get a little fucked up. So just be aware. Uh, this intro is probably the most expensive thing on the show. All these uh, animations, all these, you know, artwork was done individually. So normally I go to Chris. Uh, he lives in Canada. It's weird. I've been working with him for like three years and I've never met him. But uh, we, we just uh, work through email and he... I'll send him kind of a design or some reference images and then he'll come back with a design for me of a character and we go kind of back and forth. But for the most part, his stuff is perfect as it comes in but uh this one i kind of storyboarded this is kind of the only thing i've ever really storyboarded on the show is just like um i storyboarded everything i wanted to see 
Uh, this is my favorite. The, the construction worker looks so good to me. Um, and then I just wanted it to be a parody of all those theme songs where they tell you the origin story of the show you're about to watch in the theme song. And then there's obviously a narrator in it that goes way too long and the tangents just get a little insane. And that's supposed to be the joke of like, I, I love when people go, hey, that theme song's a little long. I'm like, yeah, it's supposed to be, dude. Um, but yeah, this is the most expensive thing on the show. Uh, it took a long time. The theme song is sung by me. And that's only because I just, it ended up being such an involved process. And this theme song was only ever supposed to just be on the first episode. And I never wanted to use it again. I just thought it'd be a funny joke to do, see once. I would never subject an audience to try to watch this every single time you watch a show, you watch a two minute long theme song. I would never do that to people. But I just thought it would be a fun thing. And then it just got so long, so much longer and longer that I was like, I got to just, I got to calm this thing down. Um, so I just did it myself just because I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. I just want this to be out. And the background music was done by a hilarious comedian, Dustin Hansen, who's also a great musician, um, who did the theme song. And I kind of told him it should sound like, um, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. So if you listen to the theme song for Spider-Man and his amazing friends a show from the eighties, you'll understand, you'll kind of see the similarities. I'm already missing a bunch of stuff, but, uh, here we go. Callus and Whitmer and Christian are in the first scene. I didn't have Jordan and Brett in this episode just because I honestly just didn't have much more story. I knew I just wanted it to be like 10 minutes and I just didn't have enough story to fit them in and not be like 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, so I just kind of kept it to this one and I figured in the next episode we would just introduce him. Um, as these episodes go on, you'll probably see more people, not more people, but you'll probably see more individual episodes. Um, I like full episodes and episodes with all the characters um but i do like to take a break and like kind of go down to one or two focus on one this character crispus grimsley is a character voiced by nick Callis, actually and it's one of my favorite things ever it's kind of started when i think he was just kind of fucking around on stage one night where he's saying that like anybody with an australian accent you can just kind of make them say whatever fucked up thing you want and it'll be okay because the accent is just so funny and I, I actually agree. Uh, I just think he, he's my favorite character on the show just because he can say whatever. And you don't, I don't think it comes off as bad as it probably should, or maybe it does. I, I'm not really sure. But I, I truly, truly love him. And uh, he will be featured more and more. Uh, I love the little banner on the bottom. That was something that was kind of important to me to put some like dumb little Easter egg headlines in there donald trump crowned emperor of america is like this was done in 2016 and unfortunately you know so this episode was just kind of a i mean this is definitely one of the first ideas i ever had was that uh to kind of keep a, a self-contained episode they get in twitter trouble some it's along the lines of what goes on people get in trouble for tweets people get in trouble for you know, trying to fix tweets and, you know, then you get in trouble for your old tweets, which we've seen actually pretty recently. And like, again, I said, this was done in 2016 is when I kind of finished this and it's 
it's weird how much it's still happening. Um, and I, the reason this episode was done like this was it's pretty much, I just didn't have the resources and I'm just one guy. I didn't have the resources to do like a full 30 minute episode. That's like full on, like, you know, dissecting this whole issue. Um, or even like making the stakes a little higher, like people coming to them and back and forth. So I was trying to figure out how do I do a story that's kind of self-contained where they only have to stay in one spot because that's all I could animate at the time. This Greg Gregsley, Jake Jangsley character is also voiced by Callus. This was like something we weren't even thinking of until we got into the recording booth and Callus just started doing this character. And I quickly kind of rewrote this where it's like oh this is his brother that he helped get a job at the station who's not politically correct at all and who shouldn't be on tv and obviously by his choices of lines but um as far as recording this and writing this people always uh, uh kind of go oh man this is people who enjoy it kind of always give me complimented about um the writing and i gotta say honestly i mean i kind of write an outline I'm sort of inspired by Curb Your Enthusiasm. I just, I heard that Larry David just doesn't like to write scripts and I don't really like to actually write this stuff out. So I kind of give everybody, there's a script and it, but it's really, it's really kind of basic. It's just more of a, more or less an outline of stuff. And, uh, I'm not precious about it at all. When we get into the booth, when everybody gets in the booth, I say, say the lines, say them however you want them, change them if you want them, just communicate the idea. And most of the lines that are in this are sort of written by everybody saying them at the time. And I, I like it a lot because it makes everything uh, feel spontaneous and everybody's personality comes through a little better. Um, which It's just something that was really important to me. I, I really wanted to showcase everybody character that's in this um so because i just believe that callus and whitmer and jordan and brett and andre and hamilton are just the funniest people so i just wanted to present them and let them be themselves and um just be a part of this thing and i think it kind of worked out i mean uh, there's still more to do and i i w- there's still many more places to go with the show and i hope we can get to those um but i'm so happy with what came up even though it's the first episode, now I'm looking at it. There's stuff I would obviously change just because, you know, as you get experience, this, you look back at stuff and you're like, ah, that guy could fix that. I could fix this. I could fix that. But, you know, I mean, part of me has already gone back and changed some stuff, George Lucas style. But for the most part, you just, just leave it as it is because nothing's ever finished anyway. As George Lucas himself said, uh, films aren't released, they escape. And, uh, yeah, this is definitely one of those things where after a while animating for so long, you just want it to exist. So there's points where you're just like, fuck it. This is just going to have to go out and the next one's going to have to be better. For example, this scene, this is, it's crazy on an animated show that there's a scene of three characters just watching a phone (laughs) and there's just a bunch of exposition coming from this phone, but I really needed to tie this together and I wanted there to be some kind of stakes because I kind of got myself into a hole where I was like, what is actually, where's this going? How's this escalating? And at the end of the day, you're just doing comedy. So you just want it to be funny, but you do you know, you should have a story at some point. And if the audience is focused on the story 
and it doesn't get resolved in a way that's satisfying, they're probably not going to come back and watch again. So it was important to me to have this story actually pay off because we did start a story in the beginning and there is somewhere we're going. This use of the dreaded N-word is... It's so funny because nobody's ever had a problem with it to, to me or has expressed it to me. Anybody who's watched the show and said anything about like, oh, the language is a little much or this and that, nobody's ever said anything about that, which I'm like... Do you just not have a problem with it Or you're not telling me about it But of all the complaints about this show No one has ever complained about that Which I find pretty funny as a matter of fact So Hamilton has just made his entrance In this episode Um, He's hilarious And I have plans for him For coming up Uh, He probably won't be seen for a little bit Just because there's a story reason Why he's not in uh, a few the episodes especially the uh, two i think two coming up um but it will be explained there's actually a deleted scene in the second episode where uh, obviously if you've seen this episode at the end of this episode a presidential car comes in and uh, takes him away takes hamilton away that we see off screen that is actually obama's actual audio from dreams of my father uh that's (laughs) complete 100% 100% real Obama quote That's his actual voice Taken out of context And just the just making the point That if you take anything out of context You can just make it sound bad And uh, apparently the end of the episode Is just about that Are Chinese people Queefing in jars of cinnamon Is a line that Callis came up with On the spot And if you play the actual audio Of that recording he bursts into laughter immediately and we're in Whitmer and I are in the room and we all die laughing for about a minute because it just came out of nowhere. And that line was so hilarious to me that I just had to keep it in. It kind of doesn't fit and I don't really care because it's, it's a nice little tag to that character and it's just so insane and bananas that I was just like, whatever, this has got to go in. This episode breezed by real fast or maybe I'm just talking too much, but, um, this is also a line that Cal's kind of just riffed about this Brian Dennehy movie, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> this uh, this line. Did he fuck you? Yeah. yeah, dude, he fucked the shit out of me. <laughs> like as I know that just makes me laugh too hard. And then here we have the presidential limo pulling up with some ominous music in the background leading into the to be continued as callus is talking about how good this movie is going to be and uh that's kind of episode one of future hall of famers after actually there's a post credits i don't know if you've ever seen this if you're watching this and you enjoyed the show i don't know if you've stuck around to the end but there is a post credit scene that we go all the way back to romania uh you notice in the credits i again like i said we all kind of write our own lines so i i don't feel need to put written by you'll probably never see that on this show you'll never see a written by christian duran you might see a written by you know somebody else if they actually wrote the episode but um i i just don't feel like it's like i should probably take all the credit for writing the show because everybody comes up with their own stuff and it's just a testament to everybody in the show if you enjoy it and here we are back in Romania. This is a quick thing that I just wanted to add at the very end, kind of to start getting into the thing that we're going to see towards the end of the season. And just a little thing of like, I love Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
I love post credits. I love superheroes. I love Easter eggs. So I just wanted it to feel like a full show. And that is the end of episode one. Um, I feel like there's a lot of stuff I actually missed, but it's not that long of an episode to, you know, to go to wax philosophical about all this stuff. But uh, I will be watching episode two in just a second. Okay, we're going to watch episode two, Future Hall of Famers number two, Just Saying. Um, obviously comes from the uh, Super Saiyan, a reference to Dragon Ball Z. This episode, I definitely, before I wrote it, I definitely wanted to do an episode that was um, more character-based. The first episode is very plot-heavy. It's all about what is going on at the moment. I definitely wanted to do one where we sort of get a sense of who the characters are more than we did in the first one because you kind of, I feel like you get an impression of Callus's or Whitmer and a little bit of Christian and Hamilton on some level, but I don't know if we got enough time with them. So I definitely in this episode, especially since this is the first appearance of Jordan and Brett, that I wanted to give everybody a moment to establish themselves. And I was trying to figure out how do I do that? How do I do an episode, uh, a heavy character episode, again, um, which would be feasible for me to do because I'm not super skilled animation-wise and I don't have the resources to do a big, long um, cinematic thing and go to a million different locations and all this stuff. And I was like, well, I'll have them in a room explaining a situation from four different perspectives. That Rashomon um, kind of episode where everybody gives their account of stuff and then you see uh, not only what each person thinks of themselves through their description of the event, but what each person sees of the other person. Each person's idea of everybody else is um, something that was interesting to me. And you can go crazy with each version. So each version is obviously an exaggerated version of themselves. So everyone thinks they're either you know, more cool or more... Uh, you know, confident than they are. And then each other person sees heightens those negative qualities about themselves, which I thought would be something really, um, really interesting to show and a great way to learn about these characters, uh, fairly quickly. If you've seen the first episode, I feel like you'd be like, Oh, okay, let me, I can get into these guys more. And there's also just jokes on jokes in there. Um, and, um, I really, I like this episode um, probably just because I learned from the first episode so much that I was able to take into this one as I'm learning more from this one that I'm able to take in the third one and the fourth one and so on and so on. I just feel like these get better. Uh, you may agree. You may not. I don't, I don't know what to tell you if you don't. Um, but if you do like these, um, yeah, I hope you keep watching and uh, I'll try to keep making them as well as I can for you. Uh, so let's go ahead and start episode one. I'm sorry, episode two. And uh, I'll give you like five seconds to queue it up. So we're going to Future Hall of Famers 2 on the YouTube page. Uh, number two, just saying. And I'll give you five seconds to hit play. Five, four, three, two, one. And we're playing. Of course, we see the warning logo, as we've already established. This is definitely the new intro. Um, I like this. I actually like this one so much better. It's so quick, and it just gets to the point. Earth is doomed, superpowers. You don't need the whole thing again. If you know that joke, you already have that joke. That's just for you. We learn the character names. It's just if you've never seen the show, you learn who everybody is in a second. Everybody's name comes up. Um, 
really quick, just a basic intro. Andre is in there. And this song is by Hypnotic Brass Ensemble. I just thought it was a really dynamic way to do it. Future Hall of Famers in, just saying. And then we meet. He's never said, his character's never said, but this agent or, or is Agent Reaver. I do the voice of that and it's based off like Vince McMahon. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big wrestling fan and that voice is as gruff as it can be. Uh, kind of uh, McGruff the crime dog. I've gotten so much shit for how bad that I, that voice is. I, I never really meant to kind of keep it, but it's just one of those things like it was just easier for me to do just because of the character's a lot of exposition and instead of calling up somebody and having them come in for a day or like an hour or whatever it is and you know anytime I just needed a new line to explain some stuff I would just record it myself drop it in and be done with it so I just wouldn't I just didn't have time to waste I felt like so I just said oh let's do it but I don't know maybe I'll change it if I ever do some kind of you know recut or something like that Uh, <laughs> I love that line by Cal's. Your stupid fucking daughter's gonna love it. Here is a there is a line right here that got cut that explained where Hamilton was after the events of episode one. He got into a black limo and some people took him away. Right there is the reference to the <laughs> the Brian Dennehy movie at the end of episode one. That line's a little much. I thought it was really funny. Uh, it really has no place other than for Christmas Grimsley to a joke for Christmas Grimsley to have. And also the character, I mean, his brother calls him that in the first one, the characters to me is like, and we'll probably explore it more, but he's sort of a self-hating gay guy. Um, so for him to say that is not out of character. This is Christian's version. And I don't know if it came across totally, but the idea is supposed to be that he thinks he's the leader and he's super, um, super in control and super, I'm in charge here, guys. Uh, and Callus is obviously being very, very, uh, you know, arrogant about this in Christian's view. And, and he doesn't listen. And it's him destroying the city to prove a point <laughs> this is the best line because you acknowledge it because you're wearing your hater pants fucking size 2 extra tight just genius so funny again he came up with that line which is great we all do the voice of the Asian uh each of our Asian lawyers. Mine is, I feel like mine is bad, but also in terms of uh, sensitivity or offensiveness, it's bad, but it's not nearly as bad as it will get. So I wanted to start off kind of tame. So you could be like, oh, that's kind of weird. If you were really in, uh, sensitive about that, you'd be like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. And then the next one gets even worse. And then obviously that escalates to a point where you're like, okay, this is just ridiculous. Again, Callus makes a reference. He did it in the first one, and he does it here where he goes, yeah, but you just asked me to voice record that. Uh, it's weird. It's like Callus is sort of the only one who realizes that he's in a, is in a cartoon. So 
So here we have Callus's version where Christian is very uh, nervous and shitting his pants. <laughs> Brett gets the joke of being the little brother of the group oftentimes. Which is funny because he's not re- like he's <laughs> in real life. He's so much more like uh, he's just just around. Nobody treats him like a little brother at all. I just thought it was a funny thing to have in this. Here, Cal starts going Super Saiyan. I actually had to figure out how to make this happen. Um, to do the animation for this was like, I actually kind of um, took some time and like really figured it out. Once I got it, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So Callus destroys the city here, because, but it's because Christian wouldn't let him uh, do it on his own. He just kind of fucking ruined everything for everybody. And then, of course, <laughs> this is based off Mickey Rooney, and it's really one of the most fucking racist things that's ever happened in American cinema. So I just wanted to reference that, like... Every person that tells the story, the Asian guy gets more Asian in in a way that's making fun of the stereotypes of Asian culture in uh, American cinema. Am I pretentious for saying cinema? I should have just said American movies. And here, this is probably really close to Whitmer. A man... Uh, Painting a house in shorts is fine, but a man just in shorts who's not contributing to society is the worst thing to Whitmer. I haven't finished hating that guy yet, just so you know, is very Whitmer line. And this coexist thing, this is actually something he came up with uh, while he was recording, where he puts the rock back on the guy, and he just kind of recorded it like that, and then... Um, it, it just kind of found its way in the story. So a lot of times I'll find a line after recording all this stuff. I'll just sort of go back and listen to the lines and then I'll realize that there's a line that could influence the story or change the direction of the story in an interesting way. And that was definitely one because I had a hard time figuring out what Jordan and Whitmer would be doing while we were um, doing our thing because they went away and I needed for them to be doing something. So giving them the idea of like helping civilians was like a nice way to get them away from Christian and Cal's and then have them have their own thing going on. And of course, this is, <laughs> it gets even worse with Pai Mei. It's just so ridiculous. There's absolutely no way he could have been dressed like that. But yeah, Jordan decides to tell that story. Whitmer's so funny in this. He's actually one of the ones I get... Anybody who comes up to me and compliments me is usually Whitmer's like their favorite character. I wanted to break this up. So this is why Jordan's story is kind of like more fractured. And I thought it would be a nice way to kind of mix up the thing. Because if you're watching it, everybody's story and it's all kind of linear and straightforward every single time you're sort of like uh all right it gets a little it can be a little boring so i was trying to figure out a way how to how to change how you're telling the story but still be still get jordan's version across or actually this is whitmer's version but get whitmer's version of jordan across and do it in a way that uh is unique to the story 
he's worse than the Lucas brothers. I, I found that line and I was like, oh, I didn't even realize he said that. And I just thought it was so funny to keep it in there. This is all Whitmer. Whitmer just said, I should, uh, <laughs> I should do my Asian guy, but he should have a Boston accent. And uh, obviously this was... I, I really marvel at Chris's ability to do all these drawings. They're so good. And his Totoro was amazing. Just to make it an anime character at the end, I thought was would be a really nice touch. And then Brett tells his story. This is kind of done just for timing. I didn't really have enough time to keep going into a into another story or another version of the story. I just wanted to keep it a, like probably like eleven minutes. So it's also in character for for everybody to ignore Brett in the show. I feel so bad because Brett's so funny and. But he gets sort of shit on in this episode so much. And it's really funny to me that Brett recorded this line where he's like, I'm not going to do a racist Asian character. And then he goes, me Chinese, me horny. Like, it's just such a great moment for me. I love that he did that. And of course, we are about to introduce Andre. Andre was one... These episodes took so long to make and I felt so bad because I told Andre he was in this and he just never saw any sign of it for a really long time. And then we finally got around to him. We recorded him. The night I recorded him was probably one of the hardest I've laughed. His stuff, he just came up with so much stuff. And it's like the stuff that's in here is just the tip of the iceberg of what he recorded and how funny he is. There's uh, there's a couple mini episodes that he recorded while he was here. And I, t- I was just dying laughing with everything he recorded. The voice of Dr. Wright is Kyle Lewis. I was trying to figure out who would be this voice of this Westworldy type, uh, Jeffrey Wright type character, who's actually named Dr. Wright. And uh, I was, I think I was like going through like Facebook or something. He's a friend from, you know, from comedy. He's a really funny stand-up. And uh, I just remember I was like, oh, he has a great great voice. He should be doing voiceover. And I just asked him if he would do it and he came by and he just did it perfectly. Such a great deep voice. And Andre. <laughs> Little nerd ass bitch. And then of course Andre again. That dry ass hairline. Yeah, that's all Andre. It's so funny to me. I really want to get more. The next episode is literally called Andre 3000. So we're going to get into that character a lot more coming up. So stay tuned. Uh, This next one's going to be really funny, especially if you like, if you're a fan of Westworld, you will enjoy the next episode a lot, I think. And this is my favorite. I had so much trouble figuring out the ending to this story wise to this episode. And Brett kind of came in and I was sort of, you know, bitching at him about it. Just like, I don't know how to end this. I don't know how to get out of this. And he said, what if, what if uh, he says you guys are a superhero team and you're an embarrassment? He's like, well, what if Brett takes away from it? Oh, we're super. You think we're good. And they completely missed the point of all this. And it really fits in the episode for me just because this whole episode's about perspective and about um, kind of what we're dealing with. You're not, <laughs> you're allowed to sort of determine what is true to you. Facts are, you know, irrelevant. Not to get too preachy or pretentious about it, but that was kind of the inspiration for this about how do you do a story about, um, you know, point of view. 
and to make it kind of resonate or somewhat timely. And I thought that was kind of a good way to do it. It wasn't too overstated though. And here's the post credits where the monster has been taken and we're like, Dr. Wright has taken him. And again, Dr. Wright makes more outcast references while claiming the idea was supposed to be that she's sort of like, he does this outcast thing all the fucking time. And that was voiced by my fiance. And then, of course, we see Andre. Uh, I'm sorry, Doctor Wright go down this basement. And this, in the George Lucas Redux of Episode One, we'll see him. That is the guy from Romania, or it's supposed to be. Maybe I'll change that, and when I go back and do Episode One. But that's that is future Hall of Famers at this point. Um, I hope you enjoy this. If you're listening to this, I hope you got something out of it. But uh, if you didn't, whatever, man. I had fun talking about the the show i'm gonna keep making it it's uh it's my favorite thing um i love it there's more episodes coming uh the podcast is on the youtube page there's many episodes um there's i'm looking at one right now future hall of famers mini black christian goes to watch black panther there's a garage sale one coming up very soon so just keep on the lookout for that make sure you subscribe to the youtube page subscribe uh to this podcast like share comment rate review and uh, check out all the other future Hall of Famers. Nick Callis, uh, Brett Raybould, Jordan Raybould, Nick Whitmer, Andre D. Thompson, Chris Hamilton. Check us all out. Check out Kyle Lewis, all our Twitter pages. Look us up on Twitter, Instagram. Um, Christian Durant Comedy for all my shit. I got tour dates and show dates on there all the time. So just keep a lookout on that. But most important... Subscribe to the uh, Future Hall of Famers YouTube page. Check it out. Anyway, thanks so much. Have a good week.